Well, once again, let me say good morning again. As I said before, we thank God for a beautiful day and an awesome day that he has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Certainly, God has been so good to us and we are pleased and we are blessed with the function of his hand in our lives, function of the grace and the mercy that he has given unto us. And for this, we are thankful. So each and every day as we wake up and as we recognize that we're alive and we're well, we can talk, we can lift our hands. Let's just use them to glorify God. Amen. Let's just use them to do something um, that God will know that we are acknowledging him in our lives. Today, I want to talk about something that's very, very important um, to all of us. I think it should be anyway, and that's dealing with your anger. Control your anger or your anger will control you. That's my topic today. Control your anger or your anger will control you. I want to go back to the scripture and go all the way back to the book of Genesis. We know Genesis, the revelation of the past, um, and told us how the earth came into existence. It also tells us um, how the first murder took place and what was the cause of the first murder murder in scripture and that's in genesis chapter 4 genesis chapter 4 um it says um that kate uh, adam had relations with his wife eve and she became pregnant and she gave birth to cain and she said with the lord's help i have produced a man later she gave birth to his brother and named him abel when they grew up abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. I want you to notice that he presented some. God obviously had told them exactly how to present their gifts, how to bring their gifts. Okay, but Cain decided to do it his own way. So the Bible says that Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portion of the firstborn lambs from his flocks. You notice the firstborn, the first is a tithe. That means Abel brought a tithe and an offering to the Lord. Amen. The first of everything um, is a tithe. And so um, Cain just brought some of what he had. Abel brought the best. He gave the first. And that's what God requires of us is the first. All right. And so the Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. So what is this saying to us? God is not going to accept everything we bring to him unless we bring it to him in the prescribed manner. Simple means the way he said to do it is what he expects us to do. Amen. So don't just think we can just do whatever we want and just bring to God whatever we choose. No, God has a prescribed manner of what we bring to him. He has a prescribed manner of what is tithe and what is considered offering. God has a prescribed way. And this prescribed way was given to Cain and Abel. One decided to follow it and was accepted. And one decided not to follow it and was rejected. And I want us to see the outcome of this first um, you know, offering unto the Lord, the first worship unto the Lord and the giving of what God has blessed us with. Look at what had happened. But God did, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Understand? Cain became angry simply because 
God did not accept his gift. And God didn't accept it because he did not do it according to how God said it should be done. So God said to him, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. So what God is saying, if you do what's right, you will be accepted. But then he goes on to say, sin is waiting at the door. You either going to control it and be its master, or it's going to control you and be your master. And that is what has happened. So one day Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Why? Because of anger. He was so upset that God accepted um, uh, Abel, Abel's offering and rejected him. He was so upset that he allowed his anger to control him. And because he could not control his anger, because he allowed his anger to control him, he committed the first murder on the face of the earth. He was the first human being born on the earth. And he was the first human being to commit murder simply because he could not control his anger. Now, many of us in our lives, we have allowed our anger to get us in so much trouble. We allow our anger to cause us to talk and to say some things we really don't mean. But simply because we were angry, we just said it without thinking. You know, we allow our anger to, you know, tear up the stuff that we work hard for, um, smash dishes, TVs, you know, all kinds of stuff. We allow anger to destroy the things that you have worked so hard to buy. And after you do, you got to go back and spend more money to replace that which you have broken. We allow our anger to destroy relationships. We retaliate on our spouses, on our children, on our parents, on our brothers and sisters, simply because of anger. Here it is, Abel, I mean, Cain killed his only brother simply because he was angry. And it wasn't anything, I want us to see this, it wasn't anything that Abel did to him. You, you have to see that. Abel did nothing to Cain. Abel simply made a presentation to God and Cain was, 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 Cain was upset with God, but he took it out on Abel. I want us to see that because a lot of times we redirect our anger. Like you go to work, um, your boss make you upset. So what do you do? You come home, yell and scream at everybody. <laughs> Husband come home upset, yell and scream at the wife. Wife gets upset, yells and screams at the kids. Kids gets upset, yell and screams at the dog. The dog gets upset and pee on the furniture because he wasn't the cause of any of it. <laughs> that redirected anger. And so here it is. Cain killed his brother because he was mad at God. Nothing that Abel did. And so a lot of times in our lives, 
um, instead of dealing with our issues, we let we allow our issues to deal with us. Instead of controlling our issues, we let our issues control us, and we act out in the wrong manner. We direct our anger to people who are not deserving of it. People had nothing to do with it. You get upset at somebody and take it out on your spouse, take it out on your kids, take it out on your loved ones. Why? Because you're mad at somebody else. You're mad at something that happened at home, at work. You're mad at something that happened in the street or in the grocery store. You're mad about something. It has nothing to do with your loved ones, but because of your anger, you take it out on them. What does the Bible say about this? Let's look at a couple of scriptures and see what the scripture says about anger. Let's look at um, 42, Psalms 37 and verse 8. It says, refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Did you hear that? Refrain from it. Forsake wrath. That means shut it down. Forsake wrath. Stop getting angry over simple things. You know, for some people, the simplest of things, and I'm not talking about righteous indignation where you're mad at the devil, you know, because he's doing stuff and it causes you to get on your knees and pray and decree and declare and command him to depart from your life. Yeah, I've been there. And I'm sure some of you been there, you know, get mad at the stuff that he's doing. He's coming in your life to mess up your life. You get on your knees and you speak the word of God. Amen. Righteous indignation against the acts of evil and the acts of Satan and the things that is going on around you. Amen. You focus it and you change it. I'm not talking about anger. I'm talking about the anger that will cause you to hurt yourself hurt your loved one hurt the people around you and so the bible said refrain from it forsake wrath um the the passion translation put it this way stay away from anger and revenge keep envy far from you for it only leads you into lies for one day the wicked will be destroyed but those who trust in the lord will inherit the land Amen. So people can get you angry, get you upset. Do not allow your anger to control you that you now are seeking revenge. You now are taking matters in your own hand. You know, that's the problem. As Christians, the Bible said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. We must learn to give the situation that gets us upset, that gets gets us boiling, <laughs> gets your heart pumping, you know, cause you to want to blow your top, as people say. Those are the things we must give to God. Let's not be like Cain. You know, Cain, Abel, his brother, did nothing to him, but yet he killed his brother because his brother was accepted by God. Listen, are you taking out your anger on people who do not deserve it? You know, did you do something wrong? Did something happen to you that you are taking out your anger on other people? You know, there's other people, there's some people who just, you know, the simplest of things, they go from one to a thousand in a second like that. The simplest thing, and they go off the deep end. You need to be changed. You need to be transferred, um, transformed. Proverbs 14 and 29 says this, whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. 
You see what I'm saying? You see what the Bible says? The, the Bible really speaks about everything. The Passion Translation put it this way. When your heart overflows with understanding, you'll be very slow to get angry. Do you see that? When your heart is overflowed with understanding, you will be very slow to get angry. But if you have a quick temper, your impatience will be quickly seen by all. Simply means you've blown your top. People going to see it. People going to say, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with her? That is nothing to get angry about. No, that person got a problem. You don't want nobody to label you like that because you consistent getting angry, get upset on your job. Your boss tell you to do something. You know, you go back to your desk and you and your cubicle and you fume for the next 15 minutes. Don't do anything. Just waste your day away. You know how many people have done that? Upset, so you go to the restroom and you know, so take two minutes, you take 20 minutes. Why? Because you're angry, you're upset, and you, you know, you're not you that's your way of retaliating, you know, calling sick because you're upset. You know, they say 85% of those who call in sick is not because of sickness, it's usually because of something else. <laughs> Sometimes folks are just angry, just upset because of something that happened. You know, you was watching something on stream and the internet went down. So you so upset. You call Blue Stream or you call um, Comcast on the phone and you let the person have a piece of your mind because your internet went down. All these things. Anger, that uncontrollable anger. It shows that you are dealing with folly. Shows that you lack understanding. Amen. Show that you lack understanding. James 1 verse 9, 19 says this. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger. You see what the word of God said? Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Amen. Anger should be under control. Never allow anybody, and this is what I've said over and over again, never allow anybody to cause you to come out from your Christian character. Don't let anybody pull you out of your Christ-like character. Remember, Christianity is to be Christ-like. I'm not talking about, you know, you're born in a Christian family, you just you act like a heathen, but you have the Christian label. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about two Christians who are Christ-like. Amen. Christ-like. Don't allow anybody to pull you out or cause you to drop your Christian character. Tell somebody you're never going to come out of your Christian character. You're going to keep, you're going to be controlled. You're going to be peaceful. And we're going to talk about how to control it, how to deal with it. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Simply means that's the seething anger. That's the anger that you keep on the inside. And you so upset, you go to bed angry. You go to bed angry, you wake up angry. You know, you just mad at somebody. You go to sleep mad. You know, you wake up mad. Matter of fact, a lot of times you go to bed so mad, you wake up with a headache. <laughs> and sometimes you're so upset, you can't even sleep anyway. You go to bed, you're so angry, you can't even sleep anyway. You know, because of simple things. We must be in control of our emotions. Anger is an emotion, and it could be positive, it could be negative, but what we're talking about is the negative anger that will cause you to do hurt, 
cause you to seek revenge, cause you to spend all night thinking how you can get back at this person. You know, causing you to ask God to kill this person and all this stuff that we do because we are angry. And so the Bible said, be angry and sin not. You know, one of the verses I like is Proverbs 15 and verse 1. It says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stir up even more anger. Amen. So it's important that we know that. How do we deal with these situations? How do we deal with our anger? When we deal with situations, people, you know, say stuff and do stuff. The Bible says a soft anger, a soft answer turns away wrath. Grievous words make it worse, stirs up anger, stirs up strife. So you've got to ask yourself the question, are you creating anger? Are you making a situation worse? by how you respond or are you the type of person who is a peacemaker are you a peacemaker in your neighborhood are you a peacemaker on your job are you a peacemaker in your house or are you a tyrant in your house <laughs> you know as soon as you come home everybody runs to the rooms because you're a tyrant you come home you mad at everybody you know, you need to stop that. You need to stop that mess. People need to be happy when you come home. They need to be say, I'm so happy daddy's home. I'm so happy mommy's home. I'm so happy big sister, big brother's home. Whatever it is, you must be a peacemaker. God did not call you to be an angry person. Amen. Because he's not an angry God. He's a God of peace. He's a God of love. And that is what he wants us to become. You know, um, the Passion Translation of Proverbs 15 verse 1 says, Respond gently when you are confronted and you will diffuse the rage of another. Did you see that? Respond gently when you are confronted. You don't need to jump off the deep end. You know, you don't. Respond, right, gently when you are being confronted and you will diffuse the rage of another responding with sharp cutting words would only make it worse amen that's what the bible is telling us so don't you know that being angry can ruin the testimony of even the wisest of men that's what the bible is saying your anger could ruin your testimony people will say i thought she was a christian i thought he was a christian did you hear the words that's coming out of my mouth? Did you see what he just did? That ain't Christ-like. That's not a Christian. You know, the Bible is saying, you know, your anger can ruin the testimony of even the wisest of men. Don't fall for the devil's trap. You must be aware of the devil's devices. He's very cunning. He goes to and fro seeking whom he may devour. Do not allow him to cause you to be angry and cause you to curse and to swear. The Bible says no corrupt communication should ever come out of your mouth. The Bible says some things should never even be mentioned amongst you once. As a child of God, we must learn to be gentle. We must learn to be self-controlled. We must learn to be poised as the children of God. Let's go to Galatians 5 and 22. Um, this is how we deal um, with anger. We must allow the fruit of the Spirit to manifest itself through us. What is the fruit? The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. It says love, joy, peace, patience, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Did you see that? It's a fruit of the Spirit. If you're not exhibiting self-control, then the Spirit of God is not leading you. And dare I say, He may not even be in you. Because if He's in you, then you must produce this kind of fruit. When the Spirit of God is in you, you become loving, you become joyful, you become peaceful, you are patient. You're not jumping off the deep end. You've got to let, you see the Bible, when the Bible says, great is he that is in us, that is the power of God. That's the Holy Spirit in us. And he will produce fruit if we don't quench him. Maybe he's there, but you're just quenching him. You're shutting him down by opening your mouth to quickly. The Bible said we must be slow to speak. Amen. Slow, quick to listen, and slow to get angry. We must, amen, develop self-control. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Without self-control, you will fly off the deep end. Without self-control, you will say anything, do anything. Amen. So you let the Spirit of God have his way in you today. If you have an anger issue, you go to God about it. Say, God, take this away from me. I don't want to be angry anymore. I don't want to be the angry person. I don't want to come home angry. I don't want to respond in anger. Teach me how to develop self-control. Teach me to have patience. Let the love, let the joy, let the peace of the Holy Spirit. Let kindness be my lot. Let it be how people see me, that I'm controlled, that I'm peaceful, that I'm loving. Amen. I'm not resentful. I'm not envious. I'm not the angry person, but there is a smile on my face each and every day. And Father, just pray this prayer. Say, Father, let me produce your grace. Let me produce the fruit of the Spirit. Let me be Christ-like in all my ways that people may see me and come to glorify you. For your word says that my light shine before men that they may see my good works, not my anger, not my resentment, not my envy, not my jealousy, but no, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And you know, we pray that prayer. Listen, like I said, if you don't control your anger, your anger is going to control you. There are people locked up in prison simply because they got angry. You know, otherwise they were fine. They were well-producing people. They got education, degrees, you know, um, they were doing well in society. They were assets to the society, but they could not control their anger. And because of that, they're locked up. Some people have killed their own family members because of anger. Hmm? Husband killed wife. Wives kill husband. Why? Because they're angry. Fights and brothers and sisters hurting each other. Why? Because of anger. Well, we ought to call a moratorium on those kind of things. Shut it down. Stop giving the devil a foothold in your life. Stop allowing him to cause you to lose self-control and for you to do the things that's uncharacteristic of a true man or woman of God. See yourself as a man and a woman of God, and you will do godly things. You will not allow your anger to control you, but you will control it. You will always maintain self-control. Amen. Let me say it again. You must 
always maintain self-control. Amen. Let no one cause you to um, have an outburst of anger. <laughs> you know, be controlled in all things. In all your ways, acknowledge God. In all your ways, God must be seen in your life. I think I ought to say that again. In every area of life, God must be seen. A true man or woman of God has control over his or her anger. Amen. Like I said, you could be mad at the devil. And how do you respond to that? By speaking the word of God. Amen. Speak. The Bible says, submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. You only could do that when you allow the spirit of God to function and operate in you by his word. Amen. And so I call us to remembrance here today. Do, let, if you have been having anger issues this year, do not go into the new year with the same anger. Shut it down. Say, Father, I do, I do, I do not want to transition in a new day, in another day with this anger that's eaten away at me. Oh God, say, take this away from me. David said, create in me a clean heart, God, and renew a right spirit in me. We need a bright spirit renewed in us. We need the strength and the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to transition us and change us so we don't react like other people. We don't react like the world. Proverbs 14 and 17 says, a man of quick temper acts foolishly. You see that? A man of quick temper acts foolishly, and a man of evil devices is hated. So anger will do you no good. Amen. And Proverbs 22, 24 says this, and I'm going to end with this. The Bible says, make no friendship with a man given to anger. <laughs> No, go with a wrathful man. So what the Bible is saying, nobody should even hang around you if you are an angry person. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. Don't be friends with an angry person. So if you're an angry person, the Bible instruction to other Christians is not to be your friend, not to hang around you. I know you may think that's harsh, but that's scripture. <laughs> it is scripture. Um um, chapter 29 and 22 of Proverbs says, A man of wrath stir up strife, and one given to anger causes much transgression. Simply means an angry person always causing mess in your home, mess on the job. It just, when they walk in, everything go topsy-turvy. Amen. You don't want to be that person, but you want the fruit of the Spirit to be developed in you. The joy, the love, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, and self-control. That is the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. And verse 24 of Galatians 5 says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and has crucified them there. You see what the Bible says? All those sinful natures, nail them to the cross. <laughs> crucify them there. It means give them to God. Turn it over. Nail it to the cross. When it's nailed to the cross, it can't come down. <laughs> it ain't coming down from the cross. You nail all those evil desires and those evil passions. Make sure you nail them to the cross. Amen. And you begin to speak the word of God. And listen, whatever God takes from you, you need to replace it with something else. He takes our anger. Fill me up, God, with love. Fill me with patience. 
fill me with kindness. You don't want any empty parts in you because if you if if there's emptiness in you, something's gonna fill it. <laughs> you want the word of God to fill any empty area in you. You want the character of God to fill every area in you. Amen. So where He takes away hate, replace it with love. That's what you want. Where he takes away anger, replace it with joy. Replace it with peace. Amen. That's what you want. That's what you want from God. You want replacement. Amen. And so when God takes away all the anger, ask him to replace it with love, with patience, and self-control. Amen. And four, if you don't deal with your anger, your anger is going to deal with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your consistently teaching us even how to deal with the things that we have to deal with in life. You said, Father, that you don't want us to be angry. You said, angry words stir up strife. And so I pray that this morning, God, that we will not follow the example of Cain. Father, we allow the Holy Spirit to lead and direct us that the fruit of the Spirit may manifest itself in our lives. Father, take from us, take away from us, God, everything that's not like you, everything that's not of you. God, you didn't give us that spirit of anger. God, take it away from us, God, that we can function in peace. Your Bible, your word said, blessed are the peacemakers. And so I pray, God, that we will be the peacemakers we will be seen as the children of God. Lord, we thank you. And God, if we have sinned because of anger, I ask you to forgive us now. We turn and repent from it, Father God. Take those things away from us, those evil passions and desires of the sinful nature. Nature, I pray you will take it away from us and purge us, God, of every angry strain that's inside of us whether it's from our generation, whether we received it from our mothers, our fathers, or we picked it up on our own, every generational string of anger in us, Father, we ask that you break it and take it away from us and free us, Heavenly Father, from the sin of anger. We thank you for doing it again. We thank you for blessing us, God. We thank you again, God, for the instructions in your word. For it's by your word, God, that we are changed and we are transformed. It's the washing of your word that cleanses us. And so we thank you. And I pray God will take heed to this word that this morning. That the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will fill our hearts and fill our minds. And so Father, we thank you again for the favor on our head. Increase on our hands. Swiftness on our feet. Thank you for forgiving our past, preserving our present, guaranteeing our future. For there's not a feeble one among us. For we're healthy, we're wealthy, we're strong in you, our Lord, and in the power of your might. For though our beginning was small, our latter end has greatly increased. And Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise as we bless your name. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.